Here we have a quiet little motel. Uh, let's go along to cabin number one. I want to show you something there. The bathroom. You should have seen the blood. The whole, the whole place was, well, it's, it's too horrible to describe. Dreadful. Well, the murderer, you see, crept in here. Very slowly, of course, the shower was on, there was no sound. And, Welcome back to Retro Retro Retro. I'm your host, Raven J. I'll stop right there because it's like longer. And I'm joined with Nick. What's up? What's up? Oh, no. Oh, shit. There it is. Thank you, Mr. Spotty. Let me play that one more time. Right Thank you, Mr. Spotty. <laughs> it's, from, it's from Nick's best uh, favorite movie now. Mm-hmm. If you don't don't know, Nick had this just vendetta against Texas Chainsaw Massacre Four, but now it's his favorite movie. Oh I yeah, kn- I told you everyone it would happen. Oh yeah. Anyway, oh sure, I guess I shouldn't be. Eating I'll it, tell you what's great that happened is this show. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know we existed anymore. <laughs> That's true. Raven Reacher goes, "Hey, you want to do a show? <laughs> we still do those." <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, I've been trying to get these done. But, um, all right, uh, I just want to touch on a couple things real quick, and then we'll talk about the topic. The topic tonight is uh, movie posters. So, um, we'll be talking about that for a while. And then the movies are Psycho 1 through 4, and the Bates Motel uh, made-for-TV movie, which was going, which actually was a uh, pilot. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing, so I never saw, uh, we'll get there. Probably anyway. scared the shit out of you, too, right? Dude, this scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> Man. And I'll tell you the key points, too. So, anyway, there's so much about this. Okay. Um, but, uh, so, last show, 
uh, Ken and I talked about AI artwork. Mm-hmm. And we're, um, I got a couple uh, people with feedback. Is Gigantor and Roadster. You know, Ooh, the, only Roadster. People, <laughs> the only people that write in. But um, they both, you know, Roadster agreed with me more. But um, I think uh, Gigantor was more with Ken about, you know, who cares? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, whatever, guys. But, you know, I, I, I'm not against people doing it. You know, it's just, it just shows that you don't really have real talent. You know, I, there's no way to really have a fun. nice way to say that, you know, you suck. You suck at art. So have at it. Well, us uh, real artists are fucking trying to do something out of our deep depressions. We're trying to create art for the world. But then here comes a robot. It's like, nope, sorry, we're going to do it. We're, n- we're not depressed. Oh, fuck you, bleep blop. You know what? Fuck you. And you know what? You can't have my wife because, you know what, you can do it better than I can. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, people, you're not looking. I, when I see something, I'm trying to look 13 steps ahead of this shit. I already know what's going to happen. That robot's going to fuck your wife. You want that? No. All right. Stop doing AIR. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. Like, I, I really do don't care that people do it, but, you know, it's more of like, you know, we, it's a Pandora's box, so... Just saying. Oh, you you want to do a toast really quick? Sure, we'll do a toast. You're gonna do a shot, or, <laughs> yeah. or four, whatever this is. <laughs> Fireball. Good to see you, my you friend. You too. Ugh. So tonight we are talking about movie posters, which are some of the greatest pieces of art in you know in existence. Like it draws you into a movie. Mm-hmm. It it fills your head with such fantastical things like if you don't know anything about the movie and you see like i'll take demons too for uh an example when i i I never i didn't see the poster of it but i saw the vhs and the vhs is a representation of the poster anyway so but seeing the vhs i'm just like what the fuck is going on in this movie because let me just pull it up for us here listening audience i'm i apologize um for this because uh you can't see what we're seeing but you can pull it up at your own leisure. Um, Demons 2. That should do it. All right. Images. This one. Okay. So just looking at this. Killer. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> you, like, what the hell? There's like this big monster face here. Later, you know it's a kid, but from just seeing it, like, it's like a giant monster ogre. Mm-hmm. And then what's this guy doing? And then some dudes or some chicks here, and then what the hell is this thing? Yeah, you know. And then the first time I saw this, I didn't see the, any of this on the back of the mine. It was just green, and it had the same image. <laughs> a little bit. I'm like, it, like it had another of that. You know, just like seeing Great that. Movie. Yeah. Um, another movie poster off the top of my head, really quick is. Oh yep. <clears throat> Which one though? Which po- this one? Yeah. Uh, let me get a good one. Well, that's, yeah. That's there. right there, yeah. So this is Sleepaway Camp 2 on Happy Campers. And it's a, the movie poster's got a chick, you know, and, and her Daisy Dukes, and she's got a backpack on. But on the backpack, you got Jason's mask, Freddy's glove, and... A chainsaw. Chainsaw. I don't know whoever uses a chainsaw in horror movies. Yeah, Fucking I don't absurd. know. But, um... How original. <laughs> But it, it's just like this chick looking backwards, and this—it don't. I mean, 
I don't know why I haven't drawn this yet. Because <laughs> this is what I draw every fucking... Every image I draw is a fucking chick looking back like this with her ass hanging out. So, obviously, I love this poster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own it, but I should. So, all right. How about you, Nick? What's your... What's one of yours? So... Oh, here. Before I even... Thank you, Jessica. These are amazing pizza puffs. <laughs> um, like I said to Nick, like first thing I was like, I want to find something to say negative about them because they look so delicious. I just got to say something just to be funny. Where's the meat, woman? But anyways, these are like as soon as he showed me these, I saw the dough and I was like, my eyes just my eyes watered. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so I saw it. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Jessica. So my my favorite one is Spice World. I got that one. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I lo- no, I'm joking. That's my oh, that's my, okay. that's yeah, my dozen checks right. in. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Doing their little play on uh, Breakfast Club. I, I love it. And uh, uh, I love seeing the family in the front of it. Because the other, the other uh, posters all have Leatherface on them. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that has the whole family. Well, not the whole family, but the family. Mm-hmm. And did we ever like really decide who this was? That Nubbins or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's Nubbins, it but I don't, I don't know who Nubbins is. I, I assume it's a family member that's dead, and they just run around with this corpse to uh, Oingo like, Boingo. <laughs> in the back of my head, like I always wondered if it was like one of uh, Chop Top's friends from Nam or something that came back with them, or oh yeah, <clears throat> but. Yeah, it's so weird too, cause like, Chop Top was in Nam, but yet he's like dressed as a hippie, which was against Nam, you know. So it's kind of what he's a double character. Yeah, but yeah. you know, like Grandpa hanging out, <laughs> which he didn't do much in the movie. No, he didn't. He sat there and he probably could have been in that position if he wanted to. <laughs> uh, the Return of the Living Dead. Mm. So, well, the reason why I really yeah. like this one is because um, it's so. Um, when you pull up different versions of them, they're, it's very colorful. It catches your eye. And when you first look at it, you're like, what kind of movie is this? You, you got skull punk, I guess they're zombies. But like when you first see it, you, you don't even know what the, really the movie's about. And it's always um, uh, get ready to party. Yeah, mm-hmm. right there, ready to party. They're back from the dead, ready to party. And Such it- a cool fucking poster yeah it is i i i don't know why i don't own it like i think like it's so like uh it's more it's more mainstream than the ones i own but yeah it's still it's like the most iconic aside from night of living dead i still don't own a night of living dead because I, ne- I never could decide which one i wanted like anyway well i mean yeah, i got the one with karen karen because yeah. i think that's you know it's just a creepy looking poster um you know, one that I wrote down that stood out to me, it, I wrote down some ones that, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know if you re- if you remember that one, but what, what stands huh? out to What's me. What's that the, movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is uh, when you, when you uh, look at the poster, Freddy's hand is like a skeleton hand almost. Mm-hmm. And then it shows a skull that's over the bed. You know, and so when you look at the poster, you're thinking it's like a bad dream, but really it's Freddy, but it it's not Freddy at all in the poster. That's what's 
<laughs> That's what's so fascinating about it. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, oh, another yeah. one I really love. The artwork or the, just the imagery of that one. Like the the one with his face all distorted. Yeah, the one with his face distorted and the bats in the background. And like, yeah, the blue sky. Yeah, it was, yeah it's like a desert yeah. in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so if you pull up uh, right there, yeah, Nightmare. Uh, the original? Yeah, one? the original one right there. You see how his face is like a skull almost, and then his, his hand isn't even a glove. It's like a... Like mechanical almost. Mecha- yeah. yeah. It has, and you see like Nosferatu right there too. Oh, holy fuck. Hmm. I never saw that before. I never saw that before. Now you have it pulled up on a fucking 65-inch <laughs> TV. Um, That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean... If you look... You look closer, it looks more it like Freddy, but it also looks, it looks like Nasiratu yeah. with his, yeah, totally does. Um, but I know what you're saying, and plus, like, what you are saying about these posters is that they all were like this up to, they all had that same, um, here, let me go back, because two had it uh, with, um, right here, same kind of design. Oh, yeah, and there's a skull again. Oh, here. <laughs> I'm not gay. Yeah, that, that's another thing too. Like, um, I was just showing my friend MTK about this, and like, cause he he doesn't know like horror lore. He knows horror movies, but he doesn't know like deep shit. But I was like, yeah, like we didn't know this movie was like gay until like years later. Like none of us really realized it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another thing too. It's like we don't look at it that way. We never have, and that's some of the reason like why I think like this weird agenda in Hollywood is like just so like beating you over the head with things because we all know. We all we already knew there were gay people. We don't need the it's like everything's gay now. I'm like okay, anyway, yeah, I know. <laughs> but this was like a movie that, like the main character was he, he was portrayed as a, a heterosexual character, but he's played by a homosexual. There's a documentary about him. Is it really? Yeah, it just came out. Um, <coughs> dude, it's fucked up because like it. I want to talk about this too, really quick. Um, Paul Lindy. Um, let me write this down. Paul Lind. Okay, so the the documentary about this, I think it's called My Nightmare on Elm Street, maybe or no, it something of that along the lines. But it's all about this this actor, and we didn't really know much about him until the um, Never Sleep Again documentary came out. Oh yeah, yeah. Either that one or the one that came out a year or so before that. That, or am I thinking the text? Or no, I'm thinking that Night, Never Sleep Again was the Nightmare on Elm Street one. Okay, so because there's two. Friday Thirteenth. So there's the Crystal Lake Memories, and then the one that came out a couple years before that that wasn't really that definitive because mm-hmm. Crystal Lake Memories was like fucking four or seven hours long or something like that. Anyway, where am I? Where am I at? Um, <laughs> Documentary Never Sleep Again. Yeah. So this character, guy, Paul so Lindy. he's still um, fucked up about it because, like, I guess like when he was making the movie, um, there's shit about the producer, or director, and there's a lot of shit that happened. So. That sounds like Hollywood. Yeah, that's um, that's why I've been saying on the show. It's like I hate to like burst people's bubbles and shit. And the fucking Oscars are on tonight, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you don't watch it." I'm like, "No, you fucking kidding me?" No, I would fucking rather chop my balls off, bury my head in sand, <laughs> yeah. and watch it. Well, I don't want to chop my balls off. I would watch Oscars in lieu of having to, you know, chop my fucking balls off. But you know what I'm saying? I fucking hate this shit. Anyway. Anyway, so here's <laughs> the thing. Awesome. I did some posters I don't like. How about oh, that? Yes. I do not like the poster for Scream. 
Okay. Love well, the movie. What, what one? Like the, the no, the one with the four, all the faces, four, the four of them on there. Yes. Okay. So when you look when you look at the that poster, not the one where she's got her hand over her mouth or whatever. Um, oh, the main actors. Yeah, the main actors. Mm-hmm. Dude, Skeet Ulrich is in it. He does, he's got like a mustache and goatee. He doesn't even have that in the movie. And then you, Drew Barrymore is front and center. She's in the movie for like fucking 15 minutes. Yep, just like two. And her and name Jada is on Pinkett. the fucking poster. Yeah. You're like, what Star power. Yeah. Well, I guess she dies. Uh, how about Friday the 13th Final Chapter? The major flaw with on that knife? one with the knife, knife and then the... Eye? Well, he, they got the... Because they uh, wrong mask, the, yeah, the wrong mask. They got the uh, the cut in the mask on the on the right side when he got hit in the left oh. with the mask with the axe. <laughs> You're like, come on, man! <laughs> and then another oh. one. Um, go ahead. This one I have always fucking loved this because it's a certain artist I can't remember, but this artist is fucking amazing. He he did um the spooky no not the spookies um. Oh, he did one for the. He did a VHS cover for the Spookies. Um, he did a. Ret- oh my God! Uh, hold on. Well, why are you looking that up? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Child's Play. There's a, a poster for Child's Play when it is the apartment, and it shows. Yeah, the, it shows the woman, the, the, the woman falling. But then there's lightning in the background. Okay, the fucking movie takes place in the winter. First of all, <laughs> and and second of all, when you see the poster, you're like, "What the fuck is this movie about?" And it has nothing to do with. The actual poster with the, with the doll. Is that all the new shit? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one right there. Yeah, with his eyes. I always love this one, part two. Um, yeah, there's like another one coming out too, isn't there? Like a newer one? Well, no, they have the show that came uh, out. But yeah, there's, there's a documentary coming out too. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I guess the lightning could be for when uh, he gets possessed and... Yeah, you know, maybe I don't know. It's stupid. It didn't, ha- it didn't happen in the building. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> okay. Fuck it. What the hell? I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Um, shit, we're going <laughs> tangent, tangent. Uh, I want to find return. All right, so going to this one. It's uh, if anybody's ever played Nightmare on Elm Street for Nintendo. This is the image when it comes up on the screen. It's got like Freddy's weird and like his glove, his um, razors are coming out of his hand. And I don't know the, who this artist is. It probably says on this website. Let me try to go back here. Um, just go to a dickhead. My internet's stupid recently. Um, but Returning Dead. Sorry, folks. My keyboard's like fucking away from me now. Actually, I could probably scoot up to it. <laughs> well, it is wireless. It's not wireless. Oh, it's that's, not? Yeah. That's it the, looks wireless. I know. Perception is key. It looks fancy. Shit. It's knocked over my stupid sound bar that doesn't work <laughs> unless you get up to it. It's like it's supposed to like, it's supposed to like be equalizers. And then yeah, it's supposed to, to light like, up when you talk. Yeah, but you have to be up close to them. Fucking dicks. All right. Oh, no, no. It's like doing something. What'd you do? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Images. Okay. So the UK, I have a copy of this. And I can't remember who. Um, the dude designs um, this really awesome uh, artist that came out in like the 
kind of like the mid 2010s like he came into prominence like doing like cool retro movie posters and like he started doing like um uh the cool release like when companies would re- release some really cool shit on D- blu-ray and dvd he would do the covers sometimes but he, he was a really cool artist and i i bought this book because i thought it was going to be a collection of his art but it was a collection of artwork that inspired him and it was just all vhs covers and they were all um <coughs> from the uk and this was one of them um is Return of the Dead. And I actually own a copy of this, too, because I ordered off eBay because I was obsessed with Return of the Dead. Still kind of am. What, that version on VHS you did? Yep. And the VHS is actually red. Um, but <sighs> I couldn't play it, though, because it's UK or uh, P- PAL, I guess. But, yeah, like, the cover is really cool because it represents, um, like, I guess, Tina, um, Scuzz, Spy- um, Suicide, Tra- Tracy? and trash and tarman but this artist um i mean he's got like a r- surreal style i mean you can tell who the characters are and everything blah 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 but i don't know i just i love this artist and he's done a few things um like i was saying he did uh he did that nightmare on street 2 cover that i was hmm. mentioning it doesn't say his doesn't say the artist's name here because they don't get credit for anything you know if it was AI, I would have told yeah, you who it was. Like, bleep blop. I want my rights. I want my copyright. Yeah, I'm telling you, uh, y'all, like, you think things are hard now? I wait till the fucking robots are fucking. I want an abortion. Okay, a, a robot abortion rights. <laughs> Just saying. All right. <laughs> anyway. Okay. When your fucking daughter takes bleep blop out to prom. <laughs> you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be looking at me like, man, Raven, you were right. We should have shut that shit down. Nope. You all want Robocop, Ma. Robocop's coming for you. Were you drinking in your house? Yeah, man, I was drinking That's a, there's a new law against that. <laughs> Fucking three slugs to the chest. <laughs> no questions asked. Because you were late on your parking tickets. You Nazi. <laughs> yeah. You Nazi. Because you're a Nazi now. <laughs> anyway. This is one of my favorite movie posters of all fucking time. Return of the Living Dead 2. Like, I prefer this over 1. Like, I, I love 1 as a movie of, you know, over all of them. But, you know, I love 4 and 5. Sue me. But, um, actually don't sue me because I don't have much. Uh, would you fucking work, internet? I'm going to kick your ass. So, so I had this Batmobile <laughs> once. This mm-hmm. toy Batmobile. And I used to stick Cheetos in the part where the flame goes. Uh-huh. And... And then I would, I would like shoot it across the room, and there'd be Cheetos everywhere. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> but yeah, some. Okay, I can't really explain this on the show. All right, more movie posters. So some of my favorite movie posters are ones I own, like um, Curse of the Camel Confederates, which I had to fucking jump through hoops to get. I ordered off a of Troma's website, and they never sent it to me, so I had to like reorder it. And blah blah blah. So Troma owes me ten bucks from two thousand ten. Anyway, um, I got it. And it's awesome. It was folded though. So this oh. is another, yeah. This is another thing I don't like is when they're folded because it has those creases and shit. I mean, obviously. But um, I got a copy of Loch Ness Horror, an original poster of that from nineteen eighty one. So yeah, Loch Ness Horror. It's I've never I, w- I was never scared to have it on display either because like you know usually I can't have. Like, the Godzilla inflatable, like, I'm okay with it, but, like, right now, I couldn't just, like, go 
I would have to have all lights on to go even touch it or something, you know, because I'd be freaked out. Anyway, I, I could do it if, like, you're here, but, like, if I'm by myself, I, <laughs> I'm just, like, kind of, uh, uh. I even have to turn lights on sometimes, like, when I'm watching Loch Ness shit, because I feel like it's, like, kind of fucking right behind me. I'm like, why? It's not there. You're not in the water. I know. <laughs> I know, but I can, st- it's just something in my head. Like, I remember. Um, you're in a computer chair. <laughs> I know, dude. Dude, there's times where I'd have to sit my back against a fu- like even in my car. Dude, I was driving home from Needle Loves one night. We had just watched a movie called Beyond Loch Ness, the shittiest fucking Loch Ness movie fucking ever. And I'm like driving home, and it's fucking winter too, by the way. So I'm like driving home, and I'm looking in my back back seat, I'm like oh, and I have to turn my fucking light on. I'm like, okay, nothing's back there, and I'm looking outside, seeing like if the fucking Loch Ness was gonna fucking attack my car from the fucking air. Dude, I wasn't even high. Dude, I was gonna say lay off the peyote. <laughs> Dude, that's where my ma- that's what's wrong with me. Like as a human, I don't know why I can imagine these things and feel this way and uh, I'm fucking fucked up. This was wrong. this sixteen or this is last. It was week. fucking. I was like thirty. <laughs> Dude, whenever Loch Ness horror uh, Beyond Loch Ness came out, it was like uh, two thousand seven, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Let's think. edit that part out. <laughs> So these posters, um, Fright Night is another really cool poster. Mm-hmm. Um, Vamp, because <coughs> it, it was always just scary to me. Now, I can't really say the poster, the VHS cover, but it's the same thing. So, you know, what was a creepy poster for me was uh, or Night of the cover? Demons. Oh yes, good seeing one. that in the <clears throat> fucking movie uh, rental place all the time, just up on the yeah. Th- you shouldn't even be able to display something like that when kids are, can, can come in there because like. That's fucking traumatizing. Like, what is that? That scary fucking monster, you know? Mine was Tourist Trap. Oh. Dude, when I saw Tourist Trap, I was like, what the fuck? I don't want to watch that. Yeah. It was so, it, it's so creepy looking, the, the, the poster or the, the VHS for it, or even poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, I have a thing with dolls and, like, non Canyon Valley thing, so that was, like, one of them, too. It kept me away from the movie for a while. I think, like, even in the review, I don't know if it was that or the movie Dolls that I'm trying to think back to. That's a creepy one, too, Dolls. Yeah. I couldn't watch the movie up until we actually reviewed it for the show. So, sorry if I sound funny because I'm chewing on dough. So, blame uh, Jessica. Anyway, (laughs) um, another movie. um, Some of the funny ones. Oh, Night, um, Night Train of Terror. I mean, it's. I'll pull it up. Right oh, you yes, know yes, yes, yes. like the knife and the... Yep, the knife the, and the conductor. Mm-hmm. So, no, no, that's... T- ter- oh, wait, no, ter- that's Tear Train. train. Never yeah. mind. Night Train Terror has the knife in the um, the railing, and it's like a nighttime scene. It's not really that great, but it's one of my favorite movies. And the movie itself is just complete ass. Um, nothing makes sense in it. Yeah, but Tear Train's even creepy looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Go back to the Nightmare Elms or the Friday Thirteenth. I think like I don't know. I guess like sometimes like our nostalgia or if we love the movie, we'll just love the poster too. Because like I'm thinking like Freddy versus Jason. It really wasn't that great of a poster. It was just like faces or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. In the classic Hollywood blue hue. Yeah. Ugh. But I'm trying to think of uh, Friday Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street that I really loved. I, I know I was listening to one real. I was listening to our. our um, oh, Freddy goes to hell was good. Freddy goes. To, yeah, part six. I, I have Freddy goes to hell. Jason goes to hell. 
Yeah, I Freddy's don't in, Jason goes to hell is what I meant, but <laughs> <laughs> fireball's kicking in. Um, the, the like, fire in the background and the snake coming through his eye. I thought that was cool. Even, like, Psycho. Like, what was Psycho? Just Psycho was just a... Uh, well, it depends which one you look at. Yeah. It was the... There's a Psycho that's uh, him in the, the top of the house. Yeah, the staircase. The staircase, and then... Um, just the um, knife image, I think. The knife image, and then there's one where it's... Um, Janet Lay, she's like uh, doing the scream. Yeah, oh, okay. You know, with her hand up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just trying to trail off here. Uh, some of the ones, oh, um, what are the ones I have? Uh, they're put away now. I just had them out. <laughs> oh, hamburger, the motion picture. <laughs> That's another one I own. Hamburger or good burger? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, hamburger, the motion picture. Uh, it's It's really not that exciting, but it's... It's got like you know, it's artwork anyway. Um, I mean, I put down Halloween just because it's yeah, iconic so and it's so simple. And then you you got that screaming face in the hand. Oh yeah, um, clever, clever. <laughs> Halloween four is probably my favorite of the Halloween series. Um, five is okay. I hated Halloween six poster. Yeah, he's wearing a leather glove mm-hmm. in the picture, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? win <laughs> um let's see uh and I, th- I think i even mentioned on the commentary for five is like um i didn't really like i didn't really understand um the concept of one because it was like you know it says the night he came home and i was like who's he like i didn't even know who michael myers was because you know mm-hmm. three was the first one i saw but and then two is just the pumpkin like the skull pumpkin and you know i didn't really represent anything and then four actually had his face on it so i was like okay but um but it's just it's like a really good mask too it's not the mask that was represented in the movie no it's like the original yeah well sort of yeah sort of but just the poster is cool because it represents the movie you know it's like you know i don't know like if you love that movie that poster is just you need that poster um uh friday 13 or nightmare on Elm street 6 is my favorite nightmare on Elm street so that automatically gets my favorite nod, but I would say Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is my favorite. Yeah, <clears throat> just because the I don't know the movie itself. Um, if they if they would have continued like the new remakes, like with the um, what's his name, Jackie Earl Ray, um, if they would have kept going with these and not just stop with the fucking 2010, which was almost fucking 15 years ago now, you know, like mm-hmm. fuck, we need more Freddy shit, so. If Robert England's not going to do it, we need to enlist someone who's going to be on it for multiple movies. And they can make money. They will make money. I mean, they fucking made 13 Saw fucking movies, and they're fucking... Anyway. Um, Saw sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. So, so what I was saying, like, if they would have kept going with it, we could have got another Dream Warriors. We could have maybe got a Dream Warriors that... Mo- was maybe almost representing the poster because, like, when I see that poster, I'm looking at a movie that these kids are gonna fight Freddy, mm-hmm. and they barely fought him. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were just like, <laughs> "Come on, you burnt face pussy!" Yeah, so they're like, they all got ridiculous. separated. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm the Wizard Master. And like, fuck you! <laughs> it's like, it's like he didn't. They didn't do shit. Like, they just tickled him a couple times, and you know, I want something where they fuck him up, and then he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, let me go get something." Yeah. You know? So. I mean, the guy in five kind of the the comic guy kind of did something too. It's like, Ooh, but then he got killed right away. It's like, 
you know, Freya's like, yeah, I'm going to let you fuck with me for a second. Then like, no, we need to make this shit elaborate. Like we need to get some awesome director on that shit. Like I know how to direct this shit. Anyway, <laughs> but like I'm saying, if they would have continued th- another dream warriors would have been fucking awesome. But the original was okay. And the poster's fucking amazing. I love the poster. Even the music video. Um, Child's Play. So I want to go to Drew Struzan really quick, who was like one of the most famous uh, poster artists of all time. Known for Raiders of the Lost Ark, Patrol Little China, Star Wars, <laughs> fucking all those major uh, adventures babysitting. Oh, that's a good one. But just... I have a whole book that shows like how he. There's a documentary too about him. Um, it was on Netflix years ago. I'm sure it's still there. But um, yeah, George Lucas ha- owns like a lot of his original art and all that kind of stuff. He's, uh, you know, it's this uh, Blade Runner. I know he did some of the newer Star Wars shit too, but just some of the most iconic '80s poster artwork. Is, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Harry here. Potter. Yeah. Did the Harry Potters? Um, did most? He did Hook. Hook. Yeah. Um, I don't w- care. I like Hook. Yeah, uh, I did, but there's too much about the backstory of that stuff, so mm. I can't. But yeah, Master Universe. And the way he paints, um, you can see it in the documentary. It's, it's amazing. He uses all kinds of different, like like spray paint and just all kinds of different art art techniques that are. You know, you have to wear a respirator most of the time when you do this shit, so. But it's it's all pieced together, too. It's like he'll draw something and then put it onto this, and sometimes he'll even copy the thing he did before. It's fucking amazing. It's it's almost too, I don't know, too much effort, I guess. But, you know, the end result is fucking a masterpiece, so. I don't know. Drew Struzan, just pretty much everything he does is amazing. The thing, I mean, it's not really... Anything more than a glaring eye, but it's still iconic. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> and um, let's see. Um, trying to think of the top of my head again. Um, uh, some of my favorite movies, like the posters. Um, some of the ones I there's a couple that oh Chopper Chicks and Zombie Town is another one that oh I, yeah. The poster, it's really nothing. Let me get to it real quick. I think it's cool. I love how it doesn't come up when you put it in. They're like, there's no way someone's looking, <laughs> this, looking this up. What is this? Does this exist? This right here. Now, I remember seeing this at um, Dollar Video. Back when they were like behind on Alpine, kind of almost by where Chuck E. Cheese is, but like they were like kind of hidden mm-hmm. behind Lonnie's carpet, whatever, or whatever the fuck it is, or carpet something. Carpet Max. Yeah. Arnold Palmer's golf mini putt thing was there too a long time ago. Anyway, I was, th- all right, side note. So, when, every time I like get a soda at the gas station, I always look over at the Arizona tea thing and there's like the Arnold Palmer mm-hmm. picture. It's like, couldn't they pick? Got a better picture of him than like the one where he look, looks like he's squinting from the fucking sun, looking like he fucking hates being there. <laughs> For real, it's like you could have got a better. There's, I'm sure that guy's been photographed a thousand, at least a thousand times or more in his lifetime. 
Maybe that's his look. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Anybody it's like, it's looking like at the this. George W. Bush look. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Fuck it. What do I know? Anyway, so when I first saw this poster, I, I freaked. Scared the shit out of me. Because, like, <laughs> you know, it's just all these zombies. And then, like, what the heck? These women are going to fight these zombies? And I didn't see this movie until a couple years later, too. But. I got to own this movie. I got to get it. Yeah. I. Mean, I I did own it. I sold it to Jason. Have you talked to Jason lately? Or seen any of them? Is he posting? He posts, yeah. I, I follow him on his uh, Tyrant Toys. Tyrant? Check out his Tyrant Toys. I'm plugging it now. All right. I'm not on Facebook anymore, so I don't know any of that shit. Um, let's see. This is, I did own this. And this is the... This plays a prominent part in a story I have about flashback. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to a fucking starring Billy Bob Thornton. Soundtrack on loop. Okay. Um. Anyway. You know, I don't know. I guess like, we can like kind of maybe do a part two to this so we can actually get to the movies tonight. Cause, um, oh, yeah. We can talk about a lot of great posters. Mm-hmm. And even um, maybe we can um, put this out to the audience since you listened to us ramble about this recently, right now. Um, what are some of your favorite movie posters? Let us know. And since there's a still a Facebook page, I didn't know about that you guys know about. Yeah. Um, post shit on there, people, and um, Nick, Nick, get back to me about it. Yeah, I'll get back to you on <laughs> it. So, um, I guess do you want to take a break? Or are we just going to the movies now? I'll do whatever you want to do. All right. So, I got a new sound clip for this a movie review, but I forgot to what I forgot to MP3 it. But shit, where's it at? It, this better be really good compared to the, la- the <laughs> usual. It's yeah, that's the thing too. Like the original is the original, and like it's that's why I've never changed it out of the fucking almost twenty years of the show. So <laughs> look at me rounding this off. Oh, almost twenty. It's fucking like thirteen. God. <laughs> 20, 33 years of retro, retro, retro. Where the fuck is it? Podcast, okay. Uh, retro 3, 2023, March. Here we go. No. <laughs> okay. I like the original. Okay. Play it. Play right. it now. All right. All right. <laughs> Let me look it up here. Oh, yeah. I just want to say, mention one thing before we go into this, though. Because um, you mentioned, as soon as I mentioned this, you're like, oh, I got tickets. So everyone's freaking out about Scream. I was just listening to our old Scream show, and I was listening to him like, man, I really hate Scream. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love the first movie, and I love the second movie, and then after that, I'm just like, I I don't. There's nothing more to this I need ever no, again. No, one and two is where it's at. <clears throat> anything after that. Yeah. Anything after that is just, it's just people like, hey, you like that movie? Well, let's just fuck it into the ground. Let's fuck it into the ground. And that's what this, what, what's this one? Seven? Five, six, seven? I think it's seven. No, this is uh, six. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> Might as well be seven. 
Sure. But what I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is you can't get any better than part two, motherfucker. <laughs> Get in the beeper Just a young thug Trying to make it Alright But yeah Fuck scream <laughs> Okay um, But I'm just kidding Like No I'm not actually Like a lot of people <laughs> out there Like a lot of my friends On um, Instagram And all the other social media shit They're like Oh dude I'm like why are you guys still fucking freaking out about this shit? It's like so overplayed and done. There's so many other good things out there. Write your own. When you, the time that you took to go watch that fucking horrible movie that you're going to fucking go on like 15 minutes after that when you get out of the fucking movie theater and go on fucking Rotten Tomatoes and put, look at what everyone else is reviewing it. I don't care right now. So let me know, people. If it's good, yeah. I'll let you know tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> is that when you go see it? Yes, I have tickets tomorrow to go see it. <laughs> So, yeah. So tonight we are covering Psycho. Oh shit! I didn't write down the years. Do you have? I have it. Okay. Don't worry, I got you. Okay. I have notes for <clears throat> one, and kind of scribbles for two and three and four. So. So Psycho, nineteen sixty was the first one, black and white. Um, directed by the infamous Alfred Hitchcock. So I know uh, really quick about Alfred Hitchcock. Did you ever watch the show? Yes, I did. Okay. I never did. Um, it was too scary. Like, the intro was just too scary. It um, would, you know, it would have um, his little silhouette thing, and then yep. he'd walk into it, and he was like, good evening. And I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> and Alfred Hitchcock had short stories um, that I used to read as well, oh, nice. and they were really good. And... Uh, I was, I'm a big fan of Alfred Hitchcock. And, um, you know, so the first Psycho is supposed to play a nod or an homage, homage to Ed Gein with uh, the, mother. the mother, the voices in the head, um, dressing up like a woman, things of that nature. Not to the extent, obviously, as uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but... Uh, after uh, Hitchcock heard the story, apparently, is when he thought of the idea for Psycho. I've been to Universal Studios where well, I saw the Psycho <clears throat> house and the Psycho... Was it, it was written by someone else, though, right? Yes. Um, I think I wrote it down here. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> no, I wrote down A-N-L. Okay, that's helpful. <laughs> uh, I went to Universal Studios to that go see the house. That was her license plate because she likes anal. All right. And the... Uh, what? <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> I, all I heard was anal. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool movie set. Uh, they got the Bates Motel there and the and the house. Uh, it's still there to this day. And what's really cool is if you go to the back lot for Universal Studios, they have a character that looks and acts just like Norman Bates and puts a, a body, a fake body, into a, the truck of the car and goes back into the hotel room. So it's kind of cool they're still doing that, in, in, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, the movie did really well in 1960. It did $50 million in the box office. Some of the things that... Um, hey, hey, Gertrude, you want to go see those movies, Psycho? Yeah. Oh, what's it about? 
I don't know, a psycho like you. I'm sure you'd love it. I took a film study class, and uh, this is one of the movies we had to watch. And um, we learned a lot about it. And I lear- that's where I learned to appreciate Alfred Hitchcock a little, and uh, not even a little, I mean a lot. His different film, um, camera angles, the story, um, things of that nature. When you really break down the movie, you can really see the, uh, the art that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he and William Castle, I mean, William Castle is more schlocky. But Alfred Hitchcock, I mean, that's why they call him the master of suspense. His stuff gets thrown into horror, but it's not horror at all. Like, even the birds, you know, that's like the most horrific thing. But, yeah, his stuff is more artistic because he, he was a perfectionist. He wanted certain things to look a certain way, and he used certain stock, film stock to also represent that as well. And the actors, <clears throat> like, he was, one, he was like William Blatty. He, he uh, demanded certain things from his actors, and that's mm-hmm. why, like, I was... Anyway, um, that's what I'm saying too. Is like as much as like we're gonna start off talking about like the psycho movie is like it kind of is a whole new topic with Alfred Hitchcock because um, he was so dynamic, and um, even as a um, a young teen, not really caring about like movie lore or nostalgia or um, um, you know all the uh, technical stuff about movies. You know, just like. As a kid, you're just like, you know, watching movies. Is it scary? Is it funny? Blah, blah, blah. So I remember watching uh, Vertigo and just being enthralled with it. Just the story. It's like, you know, as a, as a little kid, I mean, I was like probably 12, 13. You know, I had no right to be sitting in front of TV watching Vertigo, you know, without any parental making me watch it, you know. Um, but I loved it because it was, it, it gripped me because it was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And like the suspenseful things that go into it, mm-hmm. um, and s- with Psycho in specific, it's like um, when um, we'll get—I guess we'll get there—but when Loomis and um, the chick, uh, the sister, go to um, interview Norman toward the end, um, <clears throat> the way they kind of, uh, no, not that part, but when um, the detective guy goes. And he's going up to the house. Yeah, he goes like, to the house, and you're just wondering, like, is Norman seeing this at all? And like, you know, you're just waiting for him to get caught. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing too. That's just that's not even like the best example. But even the camera angle, the, yeah. the over the stairs camera angle, is what I'm talking about. Where you see the mother. Well, it's not the mother, but uh, you think it's the mother coming out to to attack Loomis, and he goes down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Blah blah. Um, I've never been a fan. Oh, go, so I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I've never been a fan of that stair stair uh, stairwell falling because they did no, it in well, three. It's so yeah, it's so. I mean, that's what they did at the time. Yeah, the, blah, blah blah. But but like um, Alfred Hitchcock did the same things, like you said, Blatty did, where he uh, would cut out sections of flooring to put the camera in, so you can see the, an up angle, or you can see a, a angle from um, midsection instead of. It just being on a tripod, which is what most movies did, and it just this his overall way of, of filming it was just um, so advanced mm-hmm. compared to what was being done at that time, and uh, he truly was a pioneer. Um, he was an ugly, ugly man. He had to stand out somehow. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he was a very interesting character. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, I I want to mention really quick because I mentioned it before we started um, his show. That's uh, what I first knew about him. And I remember when I was like seven, 
six or seven. Um, I think it was on WGN. They would show the old Alfred Hitchcock Presents. And they were the black and white ones. Because I remember like they had a resurgence in the 80s, maybe. Mm-hmm. I might be thinking... No, they did. Cause, but they also had Ray Bradbury Theater. Well, they did because that's how I saw it. And... Um Go ahead, but yeah, because I used to, I used to. It was on like I think like Nick and Knight, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. dun, 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 and and it would show a silhouette. And yes, yeah, I do. I remember seeing those too. Um, yeah, because like Nick and Knight had. Anyway, that's another topic, but yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd see the intro to the show and just I'd be like, "This is too scary. I gotta go do something else." And um, for years, like just like seeing that silhouette, it always would represent scary to me like oh that's scary stuff but you know like i'm saying it's it's suspense it's not horror at all um psycho um so i want to just mention first time i knew a psycho was i was really young i saw that um the nor nor um do we know her name is it norma or is it something else because uh I'm starting to get... I'm confused as fuck because I just went through these movies again recently. Um, who? Me. No, who are you uh, talking his about? His mom. Because they, they say Norma. His mom? Oh, his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Norma? Uh, I think it might be something else. No, I don't think it is. Because they, they say Norma and something and then they say no. Da, da. So yeah, yeah, please. please. <laughs> so... um. But uh, what was I saying? Um, so I originally saw this when I was like, I had, it was a really early memory. So I'm thinking three or four. Oh, you're right. Norma Louise Bates. Yeah. So seeing her, uh, you know, that skeleton when they turn it around, like the oh, yes. iconic scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I saw that, you know, when I was young. And I remember it was a very specific, like, documentary it was on like a Cinemax or something because this goes along with um, seeing um, Halloween three because it was around the same time in Poltergeist. So um, there's some like weird movie compilation things. Uh, there are a few things I remember from it. There was the kid from Christmas Story, but it wasn't a Christmas Story. It was some kind of like weird thing he was imagining, and it might be that other that sequel to the Christmas Story. Did you ever see that or hear of it? Yes. Okay, I never saw it. I don't even know if it's got the same... Does it have the same actors? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. I don't even know the name of it, so... But it might have been from that, but it so showed the scene where, like, he's, like, um, a, uh, like a, in, like, a Western or something, and he's got to save a girl, but then, like, he gets his hat pulled over his head. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I remember. But then I remember the psycho thing, the chick turning around, and then Nosferatu, the silhouette of Nosferatu coming up on the bed. Mm-hmm. So these are like very early memories, and we're even going up the stairs for Nosferatu. Well, I don't remember that from when I was a kid. Oh, you don't remember that? I'm just, just saying the, it's another yeah. silhouette. Um, so I knew of Psycho from that, and I think I actually watched it because it just it there's just something I remember so deeply when I was a kid about Psycho. Maybe because it was black and white, I didn't it, it confused me because it was black and white. And that it was something scary that adults were co- always watching around me, because it, uh, like I've seen it multiple times. That's what I'm saying. It's like I don't know why they're watching. Anyway, all right. Anyway, um, but yeah, like I was saying earlier, um, her license plate said A and L, so she was in anal. <laughs> um, 
But the first thing, um, when we were originally going to do the show, which was a few months ago, I started watching these movies. And I'm glad I rewatched them the past few days because I missed a lot. Holy shit, I don't even remember. I was like, what? Oh, that's why she did that. Okay. <laughs> so, but, um, but I remember originally when I first seen that, or the opening scene of, um, um, what's her name? The main chick, uh, Janet Lee's character. Marion Chambers? Yeah. Her and the Sam Loomis character when they're just like, you know, pillow talking. Or Marion Crane. I'm sorry. Marian. Just Marion Crane. Okay. I'm getting to Marion Chambers. Hold on. <laughs> so I, um, I, I was just watching the scene thinking of how sensual it was. I'm like, man, this is like very risque. And, you know, they were starting to do that shit back in the 50s, and especially in movies mm-hmm. where you can get away with it opposed to like on TV. Like, oh, did you see it? That's probably why people want to go see the movie in the first place. You know, Dirty Pervers, like, they don't care about the other shit. They just want to see Janet Lee's boobies or the hint of one. Anyway, but her eyebrows were fucked up, man. <laughs> Do you see how big her eyebrows were in this shit? Man, that's, that was the thing back then. I know, but it's like they were fake. Pointy boobs and big eyebrows. Yeah. But I was also kind of looking at her eyebrows when she got killed because, like, they, were, they had a close-up of her eye. I was like, I was kind of seeing, like, Maybe it's not painted on, but that looked painted on. Everybody, uh, l- ladies out there that watch this, let me know because you you would know, right? Yeah, they'd know. All right, so forty. What's the forty thousand? Oh, forty thousand dollars. What she took? She took forty thousand dollars from her employer. I love that southern character. That all right? That's another thing too about the writing in this. It was so hip. Like they they um they use a couple of words that were like when you think back to like the sixties, I guess. You don't really think of people using those, but it was the early 60s. I mean, the 60s were kind of known for, like, the hipper kind of, like, um, lingo. I guess that's when people started saying, groovy, man, chill, you know, like, mm-hmm. coming up with all kinds of crazy shit. But there are a couple words that were used. Um, oh, shoot and gel. Okay. So the mechanic. All right. Let's talk about the story. So the lady... What's her name again? Um, Marion Crane. Crane, Marion Crane. All right. So she she works at a bank, and it's a Friday, and you know um, her boss comes in with like this really a boisterous Texan, talking about how his daughter's getting married and he's gonna buy her a house, and with this money that he's flowing around, and uh, him and his dude are gonna get drunk, and you know, little bitch, you know what? I can own you seven ways from Sunday. All this dialogues from the director's cut, so. The one you guys didn't see. Um, it was in my head. But so <laughs> she, so right before that, that's when um, her and Sam are having their conversation about wanting to be together, but they couldn't, you know, because Sam's married. And he's like, what kind of life can I give you living in the back of a fucking apartment or a, a hardware store? You know, but she's like, I don't care. I'll live there with you. And yeah, blah, blah. So obviously they want to be together. But um, you know that pesky marriage thing is getting in the way. Yeah. Um, pesky so morals. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she, when all this happens, uh, the Texan she she has a cool face the whole time, and he gives you know gives her the money, and her boss is like, I don't even want that shit here. So he's like, go deposit that right away. Oh no, I guess they don't. Or do they work at a bank if they're gonna yeah. deposit it at a bank? I don't know. It's confusing. So. Um, they do that, or she she doesn't. She's like, "Wow, forty thousand dollars! 
And she keeps looking at it. So she's like, you know what? Let's do Fuck this. it. Yeah. Bam. Fuck it. So uh, she go, she drives away and like, this is where the suspense thing comes in. Cause like there's a cop that follows her and just won't leave her alone. Asked her every fucking question under the sun. She's like, but she's being really suspicious. She's like, do I have to answer this? And it's like, yeah, bitch, just say fucking answer it. You know, this is sixties. Yeah. You're not that white, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so, you know, it's just like the suspense is added on from that. And that's what Hitchcock was very adept at. Just the conversation between people. Oh, so anyway, so she goes to the mechanic and she's going to get rid of her car, get a new one, blah, blah, blah. She's trying to create a whole new life, basically. And um, <clears throat> he's kind of, he has questions too. I mean, he's kind of a weird character too because like right off the bat, he's like, I don't want any trouble. You know, he's like, because, you know, the first cu- customer is always trouble, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like he's got this weird fucking act, you know. You know, uh, all right, so what I'm saying is uh, Marion wants to sell the car and get away from the cop because the cop's still fucking watching her. And, uh, shit, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, so what he says to her is, uh, I'm going to shoot this into the garage. And that's like a term that I didn't think came popular until like, like to the two thousands, you know, like, I'll shoot you an email. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess people say said, "I'll shoot, shoot, shoot you this or shoot, shoot that I'll over." Shoot you a text. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it just seems more modern to me. That and gel. There's uh, when the detective guy, um, what's his name? Um, shit, what's his name? What Loomis Cummings? He played uh, Cummings and Mitchell, the um, Jordan Baker movie. Uh yeah the no the um the detective guy, the private detective, Loomis. No, Sam Loomis is the guy who works at the hardware store. The detective is a different guy. What? <laughs> yeah, for real. I thought <laughs> Loomis was the d- detective. I don't. Th- if it is, then you're right. But if <laughs> I don't think so, I think Sam Loomis was the the main actor guy or the main dude dude. So, but anyways, the detective. He says gel later because he was like, oh, you're saying that someone stopped by, but you're saying someone didn't. You're, let's see, your stories aren't gelling. Or we got a gel. The story's got a gel. And that's another word I didn't think came into promise until late, you know. I didn't hear until later in my life. So, so that's what I'm saying about the dialogue. The, the dialogue was really snappy and quick and very um, realistic opposed to like, Dialogue from a movie, I guess what I'm saying. All right, did you no, you're. Oh, hold on. Am I right? Wrong. Am I right about Rabbit Granny's having an awesome movie poster as well? Uh, <laughs> no, no, not the not the trauma nice. release, but the actual. Here, let me show you. I'll show that ass. Uh, Sorry, folks. Um, so, Rabbit Grannies. I've been watching Rabbit Grannies. It's funny. I watched. I was watching Rabbit Grannies at work this week, <laughs> and it was the scene where like uh, the um, guy was shooting one of them, <clears throat> and like the one was in armor, and like anyway. Uh, my boss is walking by, and he's like watching. It's like there's this like, extreme violence happening on the screen, and just like crazy shit. And he's like, he looked at me. He's like, "Where do you find these movies?" I'm like, uh, I don't know. They find me. <laughs> so, 
Mustangs, I'm a fucking psychopath. All right, um, Robert Granny's images. Ah, no, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't look. Don't look. Oh my <laughs> no, god. What the hell's going on? Does Rabbit only have one beat? That is. 88. Oh my god. So I typed in and it's just like nonstop naked gross porn. <laughs> okay. <coughs> so the. um, <laughs> This sucks. This is not good. But this. <laughs> Like, th- <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I know they like seeing that on a huge TV. <laughs> I don't, dude. There's like times oh, where I I'm can't like, wait for the spam that comes across that one. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I would love to find a poster of this, but they never made one. This is only like a DVD cover. Head and shoulders above the VHS cover, which is this shit. Yeah, so Milton Arbogast is Arbog- the... Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's the detective. detective yeah. I Arb- thought it was Loomis. Nope. But it's, it's crazy, too. I mean, obviously, Sam Loomis. We know Sam Loomis from Halloween. Uh, yeah, I want to get to that. Yeah. So um, so she gets to the hotel. She, she tries to get out of town. She gets to the hotel. She meets Norman. And then they have a just unique conversation. Um, I don't know. It's just weird. Like Anthony Perkins is an actor. I don't know. Uh, like from Psycho One to Psycho Two, he like completely. I mean, he's like a different character. I mean, I mean, he's older in the movies, but he he looks almost completely different too, which is kind of weird. And I don't know. It's just there's too much dialogue. <laughs> it, there's just too much dialogue for me. Like I would not want to have a conversation with this guy if I was there. He just he is so good, and it. I don't think people realize sometimes how hard it is to play a character like that. Like it's like it's easy to be goofy. It's easy to. Um, it's just so hard to play like a, a a someone that's weird, weird, but like likable, but then like crazy. Yeah, he just does a great job at it. Yeah, cause you, yeah, it's like he's he's inviting. He's quirky, like it's just he's inviting, but there's just something you don't want to get too close to, because you're just like, no one's really like this. Yeah. I was so, just gonna make a fried sand- cheese sandwich. You want one? You know, not at like not at uh, twelve a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but that's the thing too. Like he even he's he's different in all the movies in a way. So. Okay, so obviously you get the very famous scene where the shower scene where he kills her, um, which was almost represented in the um, trailer. Did you, did you ever see the trailer? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the trailer was awesome. It was like a like a short like a short film in a way. Uh, you know, where Alfred was like, "Let me show you what happened." Well, he, it was just unpleasant. Never mind. And, and he just he was playing. You know, he was a show, showman. It was very cool. That's another thing too I want to mention uh, before we go too far. It's like his his rival at the time was William Castle. And William Castle was the guy who did House on Haunted Hill, Thirteen Ghosts, Mister Sardonicus, The Tingler. Um, 
That's all I know off the top of my head. But he was the guy that had the gimmicks. You know, like, you know, your seat, your seat would shock or, you know, something would happen in the theater. For do you, like, a money-back guarantee or, or life insurance or some shit if you died because of the face was too scary. Um, but he was, like, he, I mean, he, he, I guess what I'm saying is, like, he fancied himself a comp- competitor to Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock didn't com- consider him a competitor. Because Alfred Hitchcock said was has head and shoulders above, just because like the the effort he put into it, like there's just he had a he had a better eye for this stuff. William Castle was more of a showman, and you know he was more horror based than suspense based. And uh, but the reason I mentioned these two together is because they were they're so synonymous, and they were synonymous until like years later when people just kind of forgot about William Castle, but. William Castle was at the same time as Alfred Hitchcock, and they were both making movies simultaneously. And Alfred Hitchcock gets more credit because his stuff was flashier, but William Castle was just as good. So that's all I'm saying. I mean, not cinematically, but I get for it. the shit we like. So yep. Um. But so and then so you get the shower scene, and it's iconic. It's you know you get the music. It's like, um, it's very fast, very to the point, and then your protagonist is dead. You know, it's like 15 minutes in the movie, it's like your main character's dead. So now what? Mm-hmm. And it was very gutsy for a movie at the time because like that had never happened. Well, maybe it did. I don't know, but I'm not. I'm not a movie historian. So, um, you wanna you wanna go on? You wanna start with something? Or you want to continue? No, I got... So, I got go ahead with the story, because okay, so. I'm going to add to the end. All right, so... Um, obviously, her disappearance starts, uh, uh, you know... Investigation. Get, get people questioning things. Uh, the main one is his, uh, her, her uh, sister, um, who, flash forward, marries Sam Loomis, and they have a daughter, and you meet her and her daughter in the second one. All right. We'll get there. But um, in this movie, um, she goes to meet Sam at the hardware store because she hasn't heard from uh, Marion for a while. And uh, she knows that Marion and Sam are having a thing together, so that's why she went to Sam. And that's even why the uh, uh, Arbitross or whatever his name came to see Sam as well because it's like yep, he went smooth detective. And he, sh- he showed up... Um, because the Texas guy hired him, or the um, the guy whose money was, was missing stolen. money. Yeah. So, and this was right away. I mean, I guess this is probably Monday after. I don't know. I can't remember the specific time frames. They may have mentioned it. They may have not. I don't know. But, um, so Arbitross, you know, he's obviously, you know, doing his detective work, being smooth about it, you know, not trying to ruffle too many feathers, but he knows something's up. And he keeps in contact with Loomis and, um, show us her name, Crane, whatever. Um, <coughs> Marion, I guess her name is. Or not. Marion Crane. La- What's her name? La- Janet Lee? No. The other chick. La- What's her first name? I don't know. I can't remember, but that's what she's known as in the second one. It's like L- L- Leanne or something. L- I don't know. The mom. The real, the real mom? No, the um, Meg Tilly's mom. Yeah, that's uh, Claudia Breyer for uh, Emily. No, that's the real mom. 
The real mom is Emma Spool. That's Norman's mom. I'm talking about Meg Tilly's mom. I didn't write that one down. Okay. The well, she's the actor in this too. Yes. She, I guess I should have wrote that down. We didn't write it down. Yeah. We suck. <laughs> but her character, she sucks anyway. She doesn't do anything. She's like, I want to be nosy. I guess she has a point to it. But so they go to investigate and they um call the sh- they go to meet the sheriff and the sheriff's like, Norman? Nah, he can't do anything. And they they call him like late at night or whatever. And it's like. And Norm's like, oh, no, I didn't do anything. He's like, yeah. all right, well, go to bed, see? Yeah. So we'll drink you know, your milk. Yeah. So nothing happens. Then they drain, they uh, drag the water, and they find the car, and blah, blah, blah. well, I guess there's something going on now. So and it all escalates, but um, Arbitross goes, and he doesn't, he has a conversation with Norman, which starts off normal, but then it goes south pretty quick because Norman doesn't handle questioning too well. Then he gets defensive, and then blah, blah, blah. So Arbitras, uh gets in contact with Loomis and um, uh, Crane's uh, sister. <laughs> um, and they he mentions that, um, something doesn't seem right with me. I'm going to go question one more time. So then they don't hear from him, and they go to the, tech, or the, the, uh, the sheriff, and they're like, we didn't hear from him. He's like, well, you know what happened? He took off because he got a lead, and you guys are out in the dark, blah, blah, blah. So they're not getting help from the law, so they decide to go up there by himself. But in between all that happening, Arbitross goes to check out the um, the house because he sees a lady up in the the window, which is a common thing in the movies. He was like, who's that? It's like, oh, it's no one. Or sometimes it's mother. Or sometimes it's no one. Sometimes it's mother. Hey. So he goes up there, and he meets his fate. And which leads to that shitty scene. He's like, oh, 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 fucking dumb. But anyway, it's the the 60s, whatever. They didn't have, like, CGI yet. Or AI. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, um, so Marion, or uh, the sister and Crane go up, and um, Sam runs interference with Norman while Marion goes to check out the house because she swore she saw someone up there. They go up as a couple. Norman doesn't know who they are, blah, 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 but I think Norman kind of has a... I think he's... No, because I think Sam came up, and maybe Norman had seen him before. So he may know, he may know something in the back of his head, but he's playing it off as well, too. So we get to the end of the movie, and basically the chick goes down in the basement because, I, I don't know, Norman had to move her down in the basement for some reason. Turns it around, it's a skeleton. Then you get the part where... Oh, in between that, Sam and... Um, Sam's getting more aggressive with Norman interrogating him about shit trying to be smooth about it but then he just like starts asking him like you know pretty on the nose questions right so they get in a tussle and Norman knocks him out and that's when um, Norman goes in to like kill the chick dressed as his mother this is when you find out it's actually Norman and then Sam gets him from behind and this is such a shitty scene though the way he acts like he's like yeah, like he can't do anything. It's like, okay, dude. I would just drop him. Like, okay, you little weirdo, <laughs> <laughs> kill yourself. Jeez, a little over dramatic. Yeah, yeah, is very over dramatic. But then you know, and then they have like a scene where they're they're dragging the water again, or or, or something. They're doing something that you dragging the car out. Yeah, and you hear like in the back people narrating over it and stuff. You got that earlier too when like um, Marion was driving and she was like kind of assuming what people were saying. Mm-hmm. Which was really cool too. It's like, I'll go to the end of the earth and catch that bitch. You know, shit. 
and everyone had something to say about her, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of, it was really interesting to see in a movie because that's, it's almost like how I feel in my life. It's like, you always assume what people are going to think about something, you know? I don't know. I, that's just how I am. Like, like if I put some artwork out there, like, I wonder if like people are going to, ah, another time, another subject. All right. So, uh, yeah. So you get the end of it and you find out, you know, Norman was doing, then you get the famous scene where like, he's talking to himself yeah. in his head and then you, he looks up and he smiles. He's got a fly in his head. Yeah. Which I don't know if that was intentional or not, but if it wasn't, great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, something similar, though. I I just want to skip ahead really quick was to the end of Psycho Two, or was it Psycho Three? I, I think it was Two, but the very end of that, it's like the same scene, mm-hmm. but they black everything out, which is really cool because he was in the back of a car, and like there was uh, like the the back uh, outside behind him, but they blacked everything out except for him. Yeah, I think it was two. Yeah, it is so cool. All right, so, um, yeah, so Psycho, like you're saying, is um, they always it's always like notorious for being like a reference to um, um, based off Ed or based off Ed Gein, all that stuff, blah blah. blah. But you know, as horror fans, we're just like, well, it's loosely based off, you know, because we know what Ed Gein was, Mm -hmm. and blah blah. blah. The the movies that are based off it were not, you know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, as a movie as a whole, like I've never seen the remake. I have, but now I'm many times. Okay, I'm willing to go see it now because I I had never been a fan of the original. Because like I was saying, I had seen it so many times when I was a little kid that I I knew what it was and I never cared. Um, like every time people mentioned it, I was like, so what? <laughs> you know, there's other movies. I don't care about Psycho. It's not even a real horror movie. And you know, I never really cared about it. You know, and I. I appreciate it now <clears throat> as an adult and someone who can appreciate like an art form and especially art Alfred Hitchcock himself. And even just watching it recently and being able to pay attention to it, I, I liked it more. So to rate it, I'll give it a, f- I'll give it a five out of respect. But if I was, if I would say to give it an honest as a movie, you know, cause it's not, it's not all that. I mean, it's got flaws, but I'd give it a four because it's it's a great movie, you know it's worth watching, and um, even in black and white, you know, because like that's a contention because there's some people that can't even watch like gritty movies from the seventies, you know, like I don't know, you know, you know what Mill Creek is? No. Okay, so Mill Creek was this company that released these uh, fifty movie sets. I don't know if you saw those like fifty horror movies, mm-hmm. fifty suspense movies. And, like, it had like Bela Lugosi in the car. Anyway. Um, they were like these cheap sets, like 20 bucks a piece or whatever. And they had like 50 movies in it. Um, Walmart had, had them all the time, but, um, Mill Creek, they were known for like, um, they're all like public domain movies. That's why they sold so many or blah, blah, blah. Um, but they were like shitty quality. And a lot of those were like seventies, like movies like Invasion of the Bee Girls, um, Night of the Werewoman or Werewolf Woman, um, Night Train of Terror, just, just gritty, not uh, like the film stock looked washed out and just everything was gross about them. Uh, where am I going with this? But I guess what I'm saying is like as old as it is, it's it was filmed so good or it was filmed on such proper uh, stock that it's been restored so many times that it's you can get so like the like any version you see is almost pristine. Like 
you can see Janet Lee's eye, you know, like her pores when like when it's close up and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like it's amazing. Like like a movie that was filmed so many years ago, it's like so pristine now. Opposed to so many others. I'll never be able to see a good copy of Hard Rock Zombies, you know, on Blu ray. <laughs> Can you fucking liar? When's um when's that company gonna release it? That fake company that you made up. Uh, how the can dude, we need to address this. Ken on our show made up a fake company when he posted to my um that Hard Rock Zombies uh trailer on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He wrote whatever company was releasing a Blu-ray of it, but that's not a real company. He made that up. Are you serious? Yeah. And <laughs> like what? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Another time. All right. So. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I, I'll give it a five because it's an amazing movie. I don't own an actual copy of it. I have like a digital copy. I'll probably never own it. I don't really care that much. Norman Bates isn't like a real horror icon to me. You know, it, it's cool. I mean, it's cool. I like Psycho, but I mean, I like Psycho 2 more, but I don't know. All right, we'll say you. Okay, so um, thank you for the recap. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What I was going to talk about was um, if people don't already know, which people in the horror community already know, people who are fans of the movie already know, uh, Halloween was heavily influenced by a lot of characters in this movie and uh, played uh, homage, uh, homage, oh my gosh, homage to it throughout the, a lot of the <laughs> hummus. <laughs> hummus through a lot of the. Dude, don't get me started with hummus. Fuck hummus. All right. <laughs> Not even roasted red pepper. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> uh, so let's just go through the through the uh, characters. This yeah, the characters in the six degrees of Kevin Bacon here. Yes, six degrees of Sam Loomis. Yeah, so Sam Loomis, but I mean right off the bat, right there, right six and times, six times I've called. <laughs> so Marion Chambers from Halloween was the nurse that was with Sam Loomis. When they went to go pick up Michael Myers, uh, Lorraine. He knows how to drive. <laughs> Lorraine Tuttle was played by Lorraine. Uh, Lo, yeah, Lorraine Tuttle was played by Eliza Chambers, and you had Marion Crane, which equaled Marion Chambers. Janet Leigh Lee was obviously Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, mm-hmm. and then she was also Marion Chambers from Halloween. Mm-hmm. Halloween H2O, she makes another uh, appearance uh, to check on... Um, Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis? I can't remember who she's <coughs> checking on. But she's actually driving the car that's in Psycho. Mm. And, uh, does it say anal on the license it, plate? It does. Because <laughs> she likes so, anal. Um, she loves it. Yeah. Huge influences around uh, Halloween, the movie Halloween, not the holiday. When it comes to Psycho, with that being said, uh, I rate both, or I, I what you said about both is exactly. I wrote a star right here because uh, I'm gonna. I'm already gonna tell you right now. Psycho Two out of all of them is my favorite. Nice. And um, I can watch that movie over and over and over again. Nice. Um, Psycho is a five out of five for me, and. It's just because who directed it, the time it came out, the story. Is it slow? Yes. 
is it boring? Yes, at times. The characters are great. The story is great. Um, I, I already told you what I felt about the camera uh, or the, the cinematography on it. Um, the fact that uh, it is, and when I, when I, why I, why I, um, sorry guys, I've been up for a really long time. Why I uh, talked about Halloween wasn't only because of the, the, um, the influ- it's the influence. This movie influenced a lot of different movies. Mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock influenced a lot of a lot of directors and a lot of different stories as well. So out of all of them, this is one of them that is like the creme of the creme. Okay, this mm-hmm. is this is this is the the top one. <coughs> so um, and that well, so not to cut you off, but no, like, go ahead. This is always considered horror. It's always put in a horror section. Yes. It's always like horror, but it's it's not. It's it's almost like Silence of the Lambs, in yeah. my opinion. But you we'll know. take it. I mean, as a horror fan, yeah, we'll fucking take it. We'll put it under our wing because it's it yeah. represents us as well. Because like that's the thing too is like horror isn't always like you know people chopping people's heads off. Sometimes it's like a fucking mental illness. You know, like um, the Exorcist. I mean. Well, the Babadook is another really good example of that, but The Exorcist too, like, um, not The Exorcist too, but The Exorcist, because the way you look at it in the real world is like, that girl can't be possessed by the devil. It's a mental illness. But like when, you know, we're watching as viewers, we see both sides of it. We're like, we see um, the mom f- fucking going crazy because like she knows that it can't be the devil. It's got to be some kind of mental illness, but what's causing it? And why aren't the fucking doctors helping her? Cause then they're like, Oh, we don't know what to do. And you might want to yeah. go see a priest. It's like, what? You know, it's like, um, where am I going with this? <laughs> Shit. Uh, the reality of things, I guess. I don't, I don't know. But that's why I say sound cell lambs. Cause a lot of people say sound cell lambs uh, is a horror. Yeah. Movie. Horror. Horror. And, you know, it has horror elements. Yes, Silence of the Lambs. But when it comes down to the brass tacks, it's it's a thriller. Okay, and that's another movie that plays on to Ed Gein, real life and those based, stories. I guess. And yes, In real life based. Yeah. And to me, that is a that is a suspenseful thriller uh, with mystery behind it, versus it being a like you say a slasher or cutting people's heads off because that's not. Well, actually, there is a head in a jar in that movie. But anyway. <laughs> um, but it's more, like I was saying, like more reality based. Yes, more reality based. The Norman Bates is re- is real, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't stress enough how much I really. I'm not saying I, he's my favorite character of all movies or horror movies or thriller movies. He just he just did a really really good job, and he did a fantastic job in number two. Um, so with that being said, five out of five. Number two is my favorite. Let's go into number two. All <laughs> right. What. 83, was it? 1983. All right. So the first time I seen this, <clears throat> I didn't even know that there were like sequels. Didn't really care. But I, I think I saw this for the first time. It was on Fox 39. Um, it was a, like an 8 p.m. movie. It was like on a Wednesday night or something like that. And my babys- I was at my babysitter's. And we watched it. And I don't remember a whole lot about the movie except the ending. And the ending scared the shit out of me. Scared the living fuck out of me. You don't say. Yeah. Cause, and it, 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 it stayed with me for so long that that's why it's my favorite Psycho movie. Because it, was, it just left an impression on my, in my brain. I'm like, wow. What the fuck's going on? The thing with this one was just the constant, wait a minute. Is it him doing it again? Is it really someone else doing it? Is it? And, and, and then you find out that it's the mother 
doing it, and then it's not her doing it because she's not doing the phone calls. You're like, yeah, not the mother, mother, not we'll the get mother, there. Yeah, yeah, but we'll you're like, there. what the fuck is going on in this movie? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. Well, and, one of the many things I love about it. Yeah. See, and I, I didn't get to that yet because. You know, this movie gets better with the more you view it or, like, the better, you know, more attention you pay to it. But when I was a kid, that very ending um, where that that one chick came back and she's like, oh, I'm your real mother. And then he killed her. And then she started talking at the end. God, the way he does it, just bang. That is such an awesome. I've rewound it so many times. It's so great. It's like, dunk. Yep. It's so good. Just constant shock. It was like, oh. I know, it's amazing. So, um, but yeah, like her voice at the end, because how can it even be? You know, it's him, right? But she started talking to him, and that's what I can't remember back then, but thinking of it now, it's just like that's what left an impression on me. And I can't remember if it, like then, if I thought about it for days after that or not, but I don't know. But it scared me so much that. You know, Norman and his mom were out there. So right around that same time, though, is when I first saw the Bates Motel, which I didn't actually see. I just saw the ads for it. And I think I caught a couple parts of it, like because someone was like flipping channels or something, like mm-hmm. an adult. But it came out a few times. Cause I remember they would show these made-from-TV movies like every now and then, like once every year or something, maybe. I don't know. But there were a bunch of movies like that, like, the the Ewoks movie, um, Battle for Endor, they'd show that a couple times a year. Um, that um, there are a couple other ones. Well, it, it kind of goes along with like the Christmas specials too, like the Charlie Brown and the Garfield and all that. They would show certain things at certain times. I don't know. But Bates Motel <coughs> basically it was going to be a pilot for an ongoing series, and <laughs> the premise is completely asinine. It was about a guy who killed his dad when he was like a really young, like really young kid, but like an accident or some shit or, or because it was like beating his mom or something like that. So he like killed his dad anyway, abusive dad. Um, so he goes to an insane asylum where he meets Norman Bates, who's played by a different character, but you never, he never talks on screen. You only see images. Um, but they become friends and they be, uh, Norman becomes like a father figure to him. Mm-hmm. And they show all the, like these images of them at like, doing father and son type things, you know, like rodeos. And I can't remember off the time I had, but like fun, stupid shit that you can't do if you're locked in an asylum. So it's kind of weird, but the movie, yeah, the movie itself is, uh, is kind of comedic. It's got a lot of comedy elements, like some of the dialogue. So right off the bat, it's, it's not completely serious horror. So, or suspense. I didn't remember that it was going to be a pilot or it was supposed to be a pilot for an ongoing thing. But the more you watch it, the more you get that hint because mm-hmm. like the more th- the way they talk about stuff and blah, blah, blah. So by the end of it, um, um, there's like this uh, person. I don't think there's, a, there's no deaths that happened in the episode. They only uncover like some a couple of skeletal remains because they're... Re- oh, okay, so the guy who was friends with Norman gets out because he's like at a certain age. Now he's, he's aged out of the asylum and he's been left or Norman dies. So he's been left his inheritance. He gets the base motel. So he goes to move there and he, um, there's like people are, uh, Laura Petty's in it. Uh, you might know her as tank girl or, 
Rockford very Rockford, yeah. Um, see, that's another thing, too. It's like there's so many serendipitous, like, just weird things that happen in life, like coincidences, and no one really cares. So, you know what? Fuck you. I know something's going on. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Who the fuck you talking to? <laughs> I don't know. Whoever you are, you're these people that are fucking these people that are against me. You AI people, <laughs> you fucking anti assholes. Um, I don't know. You talk about Psycho too. What do you? I guess the first time I've seen it, um, it left such an impression on me. That's why, like, I love it so much. I've seen the first one many times since, and you so know. I saw the I saw Psycho two uh, probably when I was in middle school, and I didn't really appreciate it at the time, uh, you know. Because uh, I was a big fan of the first one, and I found it kind of, um, g- kind of goofy, you know, um, all over the place. But then I I rewatched it when I got older, and I just really really loved it. Um, oh, check out so, Bates Motel on YouTube. Okay, okay, Bates Motel on YouTube. So this movie, 1983, directed by Richard Franklin. Um, did another movie that did very well in the box office, obviously because of the name. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I wrote here uh, Meg Tilly, who plays yes. Mary, Mary Loomis. And uh, it also has, I can never say his last name, Robert Loggia. Yeah, Loggia. Loggia. You know, he's the <coughs> yeah, uh, that one see, guy. He's dude from Big. Yeah. Boss from Big, he's in that uh, guy that talks like this. You know, he's always yeah, he's like always this. Like, he's always like he's like he's smoking a cigar or something. Yeah. It's kind of balding, but not you know. Great like guy, father figure type character, boss character. So uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can remember this. I so do a Norman, perfect impression by the Norman way. Norman Bates, yeah, that's awesome. Sounds <laughs> just like him. Uh, Norman Bates gets out of the uh, asylum, and uh, he. Uh, uh, Robert, Lo- Log- I'm just gonna say Robert. Robert L is his uh, psychiatrist slash doctor. Doctor Raymond, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's trying to get uh, stupid name. He is trying to get Norman back into uh, society, and he gets he sets him up with a job at a diner, and they go. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah you come in, you work for me, whatever. You yeah. Know? You're a good and, kid. Uh, I know you murdered a lot of people, but you know everybody does a second chance, right? People are uh, obviously apprehensive about Norman being back in society. Some people have opinions. Uh, the woman who is, uh, I didn't write her name down. The, the Megan, Meg Tilly's mom. Maureen, right? Yeah. Is uh, upset about Lila. Lila, I think it's someone that starts with an L. She's the one upset that he's back in. He got back out and, uh, she wants, she basically wants, uh, to fuck with Norman. So she, uh, tries to act like, it's Norman. She tries or, um, to drive him crazy with like yeah. Tries to drive him crazy, calling him and and has her, her daughter involved with it as well. Um, her daughter. Uh, this is like uh, the bangers or um, what's that? Heartbreakers. Remember that movie with yes. um, Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. Yeah. This it's is like just, heart, Heartbreakers, but just like it. She's involved <laughs> with it, and uh, but but Meg Tilly actually feels sorry for Norman and sees that he's kind of. Sh- sh- um, uh, shed a new light rehabilitated yeah he's rehabilitated and they they try very hard to get him upset and he just he's not buying it um he's trying to work at a diner which also has uh claudia brayer uh emma spool emma spool who is the waitress that works there she's an older woman and 
Try our pancakes. They're great. Um, Real maple syrup. Oh, what's his name? Is it t- was watching the hotel from Norman. Dennis uh, France. Yes, yep. Dennis, syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> syphilis. Well, you, well, you, what, the kind of kind of motel that makes money, Norman. Yeah. What kind of shit are you running? Um, and he finds out that he's running kind of a, a looks like drug, drugs to me. Looks like drugs. Yeah, yeah, drug whatever. <laughs> drug <laughs> looks like drugs. Norman gets upset about it and says he wants him out of there. Let's see where where was I going with this? Yeah, Dennis France though. Like, man, that was years before uh, fucking, what was that TV show? NYPD Blue yeah. or something like that was called, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I never watched it. <laughs> I, I didn't watch it either. Um, fuck, where was I going with this? Um, Norman gets a job at the gets a job diner. diner. People goes are, back to the hotel. trying to fuck with him. Um, That's pretty much the end of it. <laughs> yeah, good, good story. <laughs> no, uh, so... Um, Meg, Meg Tilly, she wants, like I said, she's trying to. She looks so fucking cute in this. I know. Like, not even, she like, is. she doesn't so she doesn't show anything off, but she's she so does. fuck. Does she? Oh, yeah. There's a shower scene. What? Yes. I, oh, my God. Okay. Well, I'm going to watch it after. <laughs> there's a shower scene where she moves the curtain, and you see her get into a towel, and you see her. Oh, no. I didn't. Go, I didn't go, put it on now, YouTube. Right, it. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> Just don't put in rabbit granny. <laughs> don't put in rabbit granny. <laughs> Shit. How the fuck does that come up with... Ra- is that a thing, rabbit granny? Where that comes up? Dude, I'm not even going to look. I, don't, <laughs> don't put that in. Um, but she starts, to, she starts to think that Norman's slipping back into his ways as well. And um, Norman does a great job at this part where... He gets a phone call from his mother. She, Meg thinks it's her mother pranking him, but there's actually nobody on the phone. And he's just like, what, mother? And um, uh, she's hiding a costume in the basement. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's God there's bless a, America. She's so fucking pretty. Like, like her eyes... I, I, hate I think she's prettier than her sister. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Fuck. <laughs> but her like I hate dark eyes, but man. There's some girls like Good fucking lord. I can't I gotta stop looking. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. Uh let's see, I'm bouncing all over the place here. He ends up or um they end up killing the doctor, which was kinda sad. Um Oh, Doctor Raymond? Yeah, yeah, like he he dies. Yeah. That yeah, it's pretty trash because... Because Meg, or Meg, um, Loomis, she's trying to, um, she's kind of with Norman, like, trying to, like, she's trying to not let on that she's, she was helping her mother, but she's, like, trying to, she's trying to play along, trying to help Norman, like, you know, because she's not really, <clears throat> uh, she, she doesn't really trust him right away, you know, I mean? she doesn't trust right. him because he's still kind of. But she knows, like, it might have been because of her mom and shit. Mm-hmm. So she's still trying and blah, blah, blah. But then, like, there's someone else in the house. Yep. So she's like, what the fuck? And what then, the fuck? And she's like, mother, I know it was you. And that's the you thing, know, and That's the thing too, is, like, we don't know as an audience because, like, she goes to confront her mom. And she's like, I didn't do it. But then, like, as soon as she, like, she runs away, she's like, okay, what if I did? It's like, so did you or not, you fucking bitch? Can we yeah. know? Can we fucking Can know? Can we know what's going on? And then. So it's ambiguous. Yes. So. And then. um but then, yeah, you know, she goes back to do it again, and that's when Norman finds her. Yes. Because the sheriff tells Norman. 
It's like, or no, Dr. Raymond tells him, he's like, mm-hmm. it's uh, Loomis. They're fucking with you. Yep, Both he, of them. He comes clean. Those or cunts. He, he tries to help him. So then he goes to help, and that's when he gets killed. Because an accident, because um, uh, Loomis, go, or Meg Tilly's character, goes to dress as uh, Norma, or Norma again, to uh, try to convince Norma that it's not his mom on the Same fucking Syracuse phone. Scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, well, not. Mm, not as bad because this one's actually no, better, but it's the same premise. Yeah, but it's even better because like you get it at heart, but then it like he tumbles over and then it gets lodged in further. Like mm-hmm. that, it's like that's fucked up. But then you know, blah, blah. the the other um, staircase scene and the third one, that one fucking sucks too. But we'll get to that. But then um, yeah, so like it goes toward oh, Norm Norman kills uh, Lila. Because she goes back to like try to do it again. Yes. For one last time. And then he hides her. Stabs right through the mouth. It's so fucking cool looking. Like this. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh. And like for me, I was like really impressed that they brought her as the same actor back. Yes. And that's what was cool to me. And then like you know, it, it's all one through one, two, and three all play along together very well, mm-hmm. and that's what's cool. And then four just kind of fucking sucks. But um, as far as like. Um, you know, so like um, Norman starts to like, I don't know. I don't, we don't know if he's like he's playing with us or playing with her. So he's just trying. We gotta no mother, and he's just like going after her. Like he, uh, she's his mom. So like, I'll help you, and like he's just trying to. Then they finally end up in the basement, and um, they uncover her mom. She's like, "You did it!" So like she doesn't know anything. So she's gonna. She goes to kill Norman, and she gets shot by the by the police. Cop. Yep. So. And um, then, and then, uh, Mr. Lo and behold, shows up. it's like, oh, um, hey, Norman, um, I just want to let you know that it was um, me. I'm your mom. And he's like, oh, oh, you're my mom. I was huh? the one fucking with you this whole time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So I didn't want anybody. Bit, 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 bit. It's like, then you get that. Awesome so his scene. mom that he thought was oh. the mom was his was her sister. Yeah, his aunt. And, yeah, and uh, that was who was taking care of Norman. And then she decides to come back into his life, and I, you know, uh, you're my baby boy, and I don't want people fucking with you. And she's sitting at the table trying to drink some tea, and Norman just bonk, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> knocks her with a shovel, and he actually ends up dressing her up, and uh, she becomes the new mother in the window. Mm-hmm. And but here's the thing too, another stupid plot twist that. Was unneeded, but she were, she actually wasn't. She was actually was the sister. She was just jealous of the mom. So she like, I mean, I think that's what they say in the third one, if I'm right. It, maybe not the third one. Maybe they say that in the fourth one. I'm not sure, but maybe I'm totally wrong. But I think there was like another plot twist to it too. So I was like, what the fuck? Let's not keep doing this, people. Was it his mom? Was it not? Fuck it. So, but anyway, yeah. Two. That's the end of it, pretty much, and. Um. Well. Yeah. No. No. They don't take them away in the second one. At the end, they take them away in the third one, right? It is the third one. You're yes. right because the second one, they they he, uh, he's just standing there. He's just standing there because he didn't do anything wrong, mm-hmm. and they don't know about spool yet. Uh, yeah. Spool. And um. Yes, you're right. It is yeah. the third one. Yeah. So, um, cycle three. I don't know. It kind of reminds me. It's like, almost like a Tales in the Crypt episode. 
You know, it kind of is. You know, it's like a long-ass Tales from Crypt. It's just, yeah. So, um, it's like, there is no God. And this nun, she's like, oh, I'm having a try. I'm having yeah, a crisis. Goes and, and, dude, that chick is It's kind of like, I think it's kind of. Not uh, facially, but bodily. Woo. She isn't that how the movie The Nun starts off? Isn't that how that movie starts off? <laughs> yeah. Nun that just jumps off a cathedral, yeah, or something like that. Um, there's there actually there's something about this one. Let me think. Oh no, not the, um. I was just watching Chud Two. <laughs> this mo- Chud Two sucks, by the way. But and I was thinking about it. Chud Two takes a lot of. I think Chud 2 just basically copied almost every other zombie movie that came out years before that and right around the same time because they had like so many different scenes that were mimicked other movies. Maybe we'll discover it sometime. Anyway, we'll talk about it another time. The Chud movies. And why isn't there a third one? Um, all I know is that... Whatever the answer, it's Judgment Day for Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so cycle three. Oh, let's rate cycle two. Um, five. Full five. Yeah. It's five. The rewatchability on it is a 10. Yeah. Like, I, dude, I can watch it just to look at Meg Tilly. It's silent. Like, I'm ser- seriously, I can just, like, she is so fucking pretty in this movie. It's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, like, the movie itself, like, it's great. Like, like I was saying, when I was a kid, it just l- gave me such a lasting impression more than the first one. Like, like I was saying, I saw that image when I was three or four, and it lasted. But just hearing her voice, mm-hmm. that scared the fuck out of me. I was like, th- th- uh. it was unsettling because the, it was a dead woman talking. It's like, how does that happen? Who knows? So, yeah, fucking amazing movie. Um, three, uh, when was this, 90, or 87, 86? 86. So, when the funniest Directed memory- by Anthony Perkins. Nice. All right, this character sucks, like. He's cool and he sucks. Like the I wrote the yeah. same thing here. Oh my god! I wrote whatever his name is. Yeah, weird fucking guitar guy who's yeah. great but sucks. Yep. And then the college party that was fucking weird too. Yeah, with all the old people. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh. they're all like yeah, fucking football. You're third. Uh, you're like forty-seven years old. You're yeah. It's, but yeah, the movie itself, like the chick, she um, she. She's having a crisis of faith, so she wants to leave the nunnery. She actually, ki- uh, actually, uh, a nun falls because she actually gets pushed by her. Blah blah. Because blah. she's trying to commit suicide. Yeah. So, so she's now she's even more fucked up. So she just leaves, and or I mean, she gets kicked out. I can't remember, but she's on her way across countries to nowhere, basically. And that's when the guy picks her up, and that's the that's the thing too. It's like we're saying, like he's such a cool character at times. But then he does some really shitty things. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, he, he sucks ultimately then. Because, <laughs> like, he picks her up and, like, they're, you know, they're having a decent time, blah, blah, blah. And then he, like, starts to get rapey. Then he kicks her out. And then they meet up later, too. We'll get to that. But um, that's when you realize he's kind of shitty. I mean, he sound. I mean, his dialogue and stuff is really cool and quick. You know, he seems like a cool character. But then that rape thing happens. Like, oh, okay. Um, it didn't actually happen, so that's kind of cool. So, but uh, so she's like off in the. Um, he kicks her out into the rain, and she's like basically walking in the cold rain, and cold November rain, and he gets to he, eventually ends up at the Bates Motel, and there's a help wanted sign, 
He's like, well, I'm not really here for the long run. I just want to get my brakes fixed, blah, blah, blah. But Norman's like, well, so he becomes assistant manager, basically. And then um, you start, there's like this uh, detect uh, reporter lady that shows up in town. And she's really cool. Like her dialogue is the coolest thing about the movie to me. Aside from that chick, that naked chick later, but (laughs) (laughs) um, the the reporter lady is fucking awesome. Like her dialogue, like because that guy even comes into the bar, is like, "Hey, can I buy you a drink?" She's like, "I already got one." He's like, "Well, I have two. Yeah, and like just the her comeback, such a sleaze ball. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't know. I guess like his most redeeming thing is he just reminds me of a relative. You know, like. You know, like my relatives, when they get drunk, they're just like, they have no filter and they just say the stupidest shit. They don't mean it, but they shouldn't be saying that, <laughs> you know? I don't know. If anyone can relate to that. But, um, so, uh, eventually the nun chick shows up at the base motel and he's like, oh shit. And he meets her and she's she like, oh, like, she looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. And he meets up with her or the guy, he's like, hey, don't worry. You know, the only thing. It's gonna happen to you. Is boredom here, so, and that's another. That's the thing too. It's like okay, he's not gonna fucking make a move on her. That's cool. He's not a complete scumbag. Maybe it's just like midnight. He turns into a fucking <laughs> pervert werewolf or something, rapey werewolf. But um, as Norman starts to um revert because he's like he sees her. As uh, the original Marion Crane, as Mary, as, yeah, as Marion Crane, and her suitcase is MC because she's Maureen Coyle. Yes, Maureen. Um, and like I was saying earlier, uh, you get to see her from the back, nude. I, I don't know if you ever see her boobs. I get if I no, you don't. You, okay, then I missed it. I didn't miss anything, but yeah, totally excellent. <laughs> I love that scene. So. But other than that, like, I don't know. And then the scenes are, so the scenes where the guy, I don't know the guy's name, the guitar guy, um, it's so weird, like, the sexual scene with him and the main, that first chick. Like, it's, like, some supposed to be some kind of weird artistic, I don't know. But it, it's kind of cool. But then later, when he confronts Norman, it's almost like the same thing. He's like, you think I'm going to let you get away with this shit? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Where'd this come from? Oh, now he's in a sexual phase again, huh? Or now he's in his weird psycho. I don't know. His Buffalo Bill phase. I don't know what he's doing, but... um, Norman kills a chick on the toilet. What else? Who else dies? Uh, just her and... Um, Maureen dies on accident. Cause, like, Maureen like, falls in love with Norman. Because yes. they have like this weird love thing. Yeah, they go on a date and... But then Norman's too weird to like, because he's still having, he's, he's trying to be normal, but there's just something going on. So, and, but Maureen, I felt so bad for Maureen, you know, because like she's going through all this shit. Like, you know, she doesn't want to live anywhere. And then all of a sudden she comes there and all of a sudden she meets this guy and it seems kind of cool, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know how any chick could be in a Norman. <laughs> it's just too quirky and weird. I hope, I, I hope I'm not like that. Like you every time I'm bad for him. Me, yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you're just a little too weird. I'm like, fuck. But I anyway. So, <laughs> um, she, she like when she goes up to the ho- like when he denies her advances. You know, it's like that. F- 
I don't know. For a woman, it's a little different because like a guy is always ready. You know, like a guy's always like, yeah, it's fuck. But a chick, it's like a little more, you know, they got to prepare for it or something sometimes. I don't know. I'm not a chick. I can't speak for him, but, <sighs> but I guess like the rejection is what I felt bad for with her. It's like, cause she was in her hotel, like, you know, like kind of like in fetal position, like crying, you know, cause like, she oh, know what's yeah, going on with that. Life. And he just leaves. Yeah. He leaves her. And then she goes up to the house to see him. He's like, go away. She's like, I just want to see you. What the fuck? You know, it's like, and then she goes up and then she gets killed because, you know, Norman's was like, then I will kill her. So Norman kills or He doesn't kill her. He like, that's, he like scares her and like, she like falls down the stairs. She falls and, and uh, hits her head. Yeah. Against, um, and that's when he does the creepy mother voice. So I was like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Psycho three is dumb. <laughs> it didn't need to be made. Um, he got taken away at the end of it. You know, I guess it's a conclusion. Mm-hmm. If you will, I always thought when I saw the poster of this movie that it was Harrison Ford. Oh, let me check this out. Even when you said poster, I was like, I don't even remember a poster. Oh, I remember it. <laughs> and I remember seeing it at the movie at the video store. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want some keys? To say apartment out course. You gave her the keys to apartment one, or what are they called? Cabin one. Big white screen, rabbit grays. All right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I liked how the detect or the main sheriff guy was the same guy, and they had all the same characters, even though it was like what six. Well, what, Three years apart, if that. yeah, three years. Yeah, so it's good that I love when they bring characters back. So, um, just do it. Uh, starting my computer. Um, I'll gi- I'll give Psycho Three a three. I think that's fair because I this is one I don't like to watch, you know. And like I said, like the only really fond memory of it that I have is that one, and it's not it's not really a fond memory; it's just a funny memory from when I was a kid. So. Whatever. Hmm. Boobs. So I I want to give the movie uh, a three, but towards the back half of the movie, it just gets so boring and... Yeah, you just realize... It's just... It's just uh, yeah. You know? Um, Hellhorror.com can't be... Fuck you. Yeah. They can't be bothered. I'll go to this one, then. <laughs> I don't want your business. Come on, that looks like Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, I get, I, I can see it, but I think I've known Anthony Perkins' face long enough to distinguish. Like even from a kid, like if I was a kid seeing it, yeah, and his key is making like a knife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's you know stupid. <laughs> hey, do you want? Yeah, do you want room number one? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I want to give it a three, but I, like I said, I I'm, I'm fine giving it a two, yeah. two point five. Yeah. All right, so we're moving on to Psycho Four. Do do we need to? I don't. We'll just yeah. Let's just let's just say this movie kind of it's a flashback movie. It's got the chick from Demon Knight in it, the black chick um, who owned the hotel. She's a disc jockey, and she's uh, doing an interview with like a psychopath. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his name. Is like Timmy or something? Jimmy? I don't know something like that. But 
But uh, another psychopath calls hang in. Hang up, hang up. Yeah. <laughs> hang up, hang up, hang up. Um, but yeah, like the whole movie is about a correspondence through a telephone call. And Norman's basically telling his story. Which I think is just like some uh, writers like, oh, let's just do a cash grab on Psycho. Huh. And that's what it was. None of this... None of this had to be made. It didn't make any sense. Like the character, Norman's story arc wasn't, I mean, they already told it really. You just kind of filled it in yourself. And like, this is like, oh, well, he wanted to fuck his mom. Oh, and he got jealous. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, you want to fuck his mom? That's what it is now. I heard so, they want to put him in outer space. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but it had the chick in it from um, that 70s Romeo and Juliet. I'm not in Black Christmas. Yes. Uh, whatever her um, name is. She's really she, pretty. Uh, woman. Yeah, she's very pretty. She's got a nice Dark accent. Hair. Yeah. Um, Blue eyes. She's in up, um, the 90s uh, TV series of It. Yes. Um, she uh, played um, the dude's wife. Uh, oh, what was her name? She had a really weird name in that, too. Yeah. The one that got traumatized and he had to, like, he had to ride the bike. The bike. To, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that chick, everyone. If you watch Psycho 3, you'll know who it is. Or Psycho 4, you know who it is, anyways. Psycho Four sucks. Okay, um, I give it a one because it's a movie. <laughs> Fuck it, it doesn't deserve it. It's it's kind of stupid. Did you rate it? I I know what. I, yeah, I this this movie did not need to be made. Yeah. it makes no fucking sense. Um, it's just really flashbacky, it's, and it's even like another Tales in the Crypt episode almost. You know. Yes, it's an extended creep show, Tales in the Crypt yep. type of. 90s movie. yeah 90s horror you know early 90s horror so john lannis is in it it's kind of cool but other than that no heads get chopped off so hmm. <laughs> um it was a it was a weak attempt at trying to do a backstory to why norman became like he is and so with his mom which is you know commendable but it wasn't done well and um i never watched the the Bates Motel series, the actual one that came out like a few years ago. Um, but me I'm neither. Sure I didn't watch it at all because you know I just never cared about Psycho that much. So we'll just I'll just say that you know I just had no interest. But it's probably good you know because it had a big following. I mean it had like what three or four seasons. So mm-hmm. dude, The Exorcist had two seasons. Did you ever watch any episodes? No, I had no <laughs> interest in them at all. <laughs> I watched the first episode. I'm like, no, none of this, none of this. And like, there's two. I, I was at Disc Replay and I saw the. I'm like, yeah, I put those back. Yeah, I saw. I mean, I know they came out with it, but I just never had any. As much as of a fan I am of The Exorcist. Yeah. Um, which I, I can't fucking believe <laughs> they're making it again with David Gordon Green. <laughs> just, are you kidding me right now? As if Rooney one Fuck series it. wasn't bad enough, or one sh- franchise, he has to go and ruin another one. Yeah. This is this is oh this Nick, you're a Nazi because you didn't even you didn't even see it yet. Yeah, fuck David Gordon Green. Yeah, yeah. This is the this is the pit the sales pitch when the producer goes in. He's like, he knew it was a bad idea, but the one guy with the money is like, well, we're gonna do it anyways. Here, yeah, let's let's he can redeem himself, guys. We can we believe in him. Yeah, yeah. Let's listen to the um, sales pitch here. Let's Look, I want you to know, I really don't feel comfortable doing this. I don't give a flying fuck. So, the money wins. So, um, yeah, so look forward to The Exorcist. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I, 
I already mentioned the Bates Motel earlier. You know, sorry to kind of give a review of it, but it's worth watching. It's really cool. It's, it's not. It's it. Mm, I, I won't give it away. I'll I'll let everyone watch it. <clears throat> and um, if you have anything to say about it, uh, write it. Um, give us a review on the Facebook page or send an email to us at retro to the third at gmail dot com. Or what the fuck else? I don't know. Get a hold of Nick and Ken because they're the Laysians. <laughs> Not lay Asians, li- yeah. liaisons, like li- you know the in between thing. We got it. Okay, we got it. <laughs> you guys are in between things. Okay. Um. So, uh, do you have any plugs? Uh, no, I do have. Listen, I've been looking on the internet for a while now. When I worked at Party City, there was a black, cheap plastic with black chains Bates Motel sign and it used you plugged it in and it and it mm, mm-hmm. would light up right and i've been looking for that sign for a long time because whenever i look for Bates Motel signs they're all handmade or they're made with led lights or they're made with i really loved that sign and i don't know i moved and i don't know what the hell happened with it my guess is is that i probably put it on like in a box and i put some shit on top of it and it probably broke and i said fuck and i threw it away Mm -hmm. but uh i feel like jason can get that thing and i have a (laughs) feeling that somewhere someone is selling that fucking thing let me turn around and present my butt to you i think you'll find everything in order (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it's like 250 dollars and i think i bought it for like $18 $18 when it came out in Party City. Cause I, I mean, it is cheaply made. Oh. But um, I have to mention I liked some, it. I have to retract something that you said on one of the shows. So <clears throat> you had a Michael Myers in a jar. Yes. Like a head jar. Yes. And you were saying how cool it was. Yes. Dude, I used to diss that fucking thing so much. I was like, that's such a shitty idea. Why would someone? It, it, like, it didn't make sense to me. Like, a jar with Michael's head in it. Dude, I, the ma- I like the mask. It was a mini oh, mask. Well. That's what it was. That's what was cool about it. Oh. Well. Was it? It came with like a. It, went, it was good quality too. Um, that's why I liked it. I didn't like because the you're, yeah. Who the why would you want him in a from hell to my jar? <laughs> yeah, you know I just that's just all I saw. Because I remember even years before that, like an uh, when Arrow or not Arrow. That's Anch- the shit I miss about Party City. <laughs> Anchor Bay when they released because they would just release Halloween every fucking year. You know. On DVD, VHS, every year. Dif- different uh, gimmicks with it. But one time they had like a snow globe in it. And it was like, I think it was a scene where the, the couch with uh, um, Lori and Michael yeah, behind I, I've yeah. seen it. Okay. And I was just like, is this for a 12-year-old girl? Like, I don't, this isn't cool to me. I want something, you know. I don't know. I was just being more like, you know, just a shithead about it back then. But. When you mentioned that, because I think I, on the show, you, like you were talking about, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's cool. But I was, I was listening back to, him, I'm like, I didn't think that was cool. <laughs> I hate formaldehyde head jars. What the fuck? No, no. That's, <laughs> what was funny was I filled it with water once because I, you know, I was like, oh man, maybe it like magnified the mask. It looked like mm-hmm. a fucking chubby Michael Myers. I'm like, this looks stupid. So I took the mask out and I just placed it on like a de- on a, on a shelf. Okay. So I thought it was really cool looking. Let me see. Um, Hitchcock, Joseph Stefano, Robert Black. Oh, these are my original notes. Um, her voice at the end was scary. Pa- oh, Paul Lind. 
Oh, it was the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 thing. So Paul Lind, <coughs> um, I don't know if you watched on, on that um, Halloween sp- spooky thing, I, the DVD I gave you, the Spine Farm thing. Yes, um, there was multiple the, times I watched them. Okay. So there's this thing where it was from the Halloween special he did, and it was the kids ones like, kids! Um, and he's like doing the song and number. Mm-hmm. It, it's so gay, you know. I like it. It's cool. It reminds me of like Rob Zombie. Oh, all right. Well, I always thought it was fucking dumb. And it was just one of my... You're fucking dumb. <laughs> running gags in the show. I was like, kids! Um, he, uh... The more... The, I've, I've done... I, I've watched a few videos about him and stuff. And thinking back to, like, how hard it was for a homosexual in the entertainment industry back then. Because you could, like... You could hint at it, but you couldn't just outwardly say, but I'm gay! You couldn't just say that. You could say that, like, and people would know. I mean, like, how you dressed or, like, how flamboyant. Like, I don't know. It, it, it kind of got mixed back then, though, because, like, I mean, Mr. Roper was wearing a fucking neck, neckerchief, you know, and through his company and shit, and he wasn't gay. But, like, he, anyway. It was a different style. But anyways, like, what I'm seeing with Paul Lind is that almost everyone knew, you know, along with Charles Nelson Riley, it's like there were, like, these characters that were in almost everything, you know, in Hollywood, and, you know, we just like, oh, he's like, he's that, he's that character, you know, blah, 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 that funny character without saying gay, you know. But that's the thing, too, is like if he would have come out back then, like, you know, devil be damned if he would have like been like a spokesperson for the gay community back then. Think how far along we would have been by now, you know. It, it was just, it was too hard back then. And it sucks because like he was such a great actor, you know. I don't, I don't know much about his personal life. I don't really don't want to know actually because you know a lot of those people had like some very gross, sinister things they did. But on the surface, as an actor, and this is another thing too. I was mentioning to Doctor Neil Love is like I always make fun of Templeton the Rat from the Charlotte Charlotte's Web cartoon. You know, I was like, a fat as a smorgasbord. I didn't know that Paul Lind was his voice. And I've been making fun of Paul Lind on this show as long as I've been making fun of Templeton and not putting two, 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 two together. Um, plugs? Um, shit, I don't know. Uh, Tales from the Podcast? Um, I caught a couple episodes recently of that. I, I'm, I've been lacking. Um, it's a really cool podcast, though, uh, Justin. And he's, he's had a few different co-hosts over the years, but um, I think his last show he had some chick on named Slutty the Clown. And basically, they review Tales from Crypt episodes, um, and in uh, different horror stuff too. He's he's a real cool guy. Um, check his stuff out. Tales from the podcast. Um, Trigger Tree Radio still going on. I caught an episode of that a couple weeks ago. Didn't really watch all of it, but it's they're still doing their stuff too. So check them out. Um, I think Dead Pit's doing stuff too because I've seen something on YouTube they posted, but I don't pay a whole lot of attention anymore. But Anybody that's a fan of podcasts or listens to horror or anything like that, check out all these websites because they're they're going to be your cup of tea. Um, I just don't have a lot of time anymore to do much, so um, that's why I don't really promote a whole lot anymore. So on that, um, I just want to say thank you for listening, everyone. Yes. Um, sorry, we haven't been doing as many shows as late as we used to. Um, I'm working on it. Yeah, I had done shows with Needle Love, but they were just like bitch sessions about Hasbro Legends, <laughs> Marvel Legends, so didn't really feel like that was anything worth listening to, so. Alright, 
Signing off, I'm Raven J. Oh my god, I can't find these things. Alright. Bomb. <laughs>